what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Too. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling. Hello everyone, it's Stephen Jackson, aka STJ215, here with you again, Happy New Year for um, Impact Wrestling's Genesis, which took place this past Saturday. Uh, once again, thank you to our friends at Fight for allowing me to um, have access and to be able to review this show. Um, fantastic show overall. I want to say that off the right off the bat, this was an awesome, awesome show. Um, I really recommend everyone goes out and either buys this and watches it, or if you um, have access to Impact Plus, watch it. It was phenomenal. Um, really, really good. Um, so I may as well just jump straight into it. So we started off with a great opening promo video, which sort of highlighted 2020 and the card leading into uh, Genesis and following that into um, Hard to Kill, which is taking place this um, Saturday, the pay-per-view. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I felt that it really um, worked in you know establishing everything what was going down on the show and establishing all the storyline elements going into hard to kill and um highlighting what happened in 2020 i thought it was really good so the main attraction of the evening of course is the super x cup so the um first um match was between ace austin who was accompanied by madman fulton and suicide um tna impact wrestling original they put him as the guy from the video game um, yeah, this was, um, I want to say off the bat as well that um, Ace Austin, I really love his um, sort of Brian Pillman-esque heart glasses, which sort of turned into blood, they were sort of tinted red, I thought it looked really, really cool. And then they kind of had highlighted promos from all of the um, wrestlers, not Suicide himself, but wrestlers who had faced Suicide, and they were good as well. Um, Alex Shelley's made me laugh the most, because he kind of looked a bit um, dazed, you may say. His, his expression was one of um, bewilderment, which was very odd. Um, given Alex Shelley, it just sort of amused me a little bit and made me laugh. Um, but it was really good, though. Really good highlight package, and it was great for Ace Austin as well. And this was a really fun match, you know. They, um, they It was really paced really well. There was a lot of interesting moves. I don't actually know who was Suicide in this match. Um, I might have to review, re research that for the um, next review I do for Hard to Kill to let you all know. But um, there was a really awesome looking Enziguri at one point. And there was a beautiful double stomp, which got a near fall, which looked great. There were some great big kicks. Um, a really great um, DDT from Suicide, which Ace Austin sold like, oh, it was awesome. Um, which got a close two count. And then he won with his... Um, Ace Austin actually got the victory with his um, sort of running neckbreaker, which I can't capture name of. I think it's a Fulton... Um, no, uh, I tell a lie. Um, but his neckbreaker finish, I don't know the, I don't know the wacky name, but it's a running neckbreaker. Um, looks great. Can sort of get it from any angle, much like the RKO. Massive impact, massive, great um, you know, start to the tournament. I thought this was really fun, and I thought this was a really good match to start the show. Um, really good fun and really established, you know, how um good Ace Austin is in the ring. Really good. From there, we then got a promo between Blake Christian and Casey Navarro. So much like the last promo, they were sort of um, bigging each other, you know, bigging one another up. 
Um, so Blake was obviously saying how he'd come through the um, come through the Indies. Um, really good baby face, you know, really strong baby face. Got the great looks, and then Casey Navarro, the cocky heel, you know, with great dynamics. Really well defined. If you didn't know who either of these guys were, um, you'd be able to tell it right off the bat who was the baby face and who was the heel. I really liked that. Um, again. Awesome, awesome stuff this second match, which was Blake Christian against Casey Navarro. I thought that there was a really cool um, sort of polar opposites to this match sort of vibe to it in that, you know, one of them was much more the sort of um, cocky sort of TV wrestler, whereas the other one was the sort of hip indie wrestler, you know, the high flyer. They did mention as well that um, Blake Christian had recently um, wrestled in New Japan Super Jacob, another great show which you can check out on Fight. Um, definitely recommend checking that one out if you haven't already. Um, and just again, really beautiful wrestling. You know, there was a really awesome shotgun drop kick from Blake Christian to the back of um, Casey Navarro's head. Um, it was just fast and speedy. There was a spinning corkscrew sent on Asai-esque moonsault from the outside um turnbuckle from blake christian which looked beautiful you know his his sort of maneuvers are so crisp and he looks so good with everything he does it looks brilliant and he always does something new you know i've been really praising him in gcw and on the indies and you know in this match again he just innovates all the time he's just so good um there was an awesome though looking um running neck breaker from navarro which almost got a two count, uh, sorry, a three count, but it was just only two. There was the standing running shooting star press, which Blake Christian always does in his arsenal, which looked awesome. Uh, there was a sunset powerbomb from Blake Christian then on to um, Casey Navarro, which then led into the Eliana, which is Blake Christian's sort of corkscrew-esque um, sort of um, shooting star press from the top rope for the win. Brilliant, 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 brilliant. Love this. I thought it was, you know, a, another really strong opening match to this show. I thought to this tournament, fantastic. Nothing but really well paced. Awesome. Next um, promo we had were between um, cousin Jake and Davari. So it was really cool to see Davari back again in the um, in the company, explaining about his experience and how he'd um, opened the training facility, which was really cool. Um, and that he was a better wrestler than when he left Impact, which I thought was really good as well. And he really was, you know, when I reviewed him uh, against Eddie Edwards, he really had improved a lot. I thought he really shone really well. And um, Cousin Jake, you know, very much like the abyss of this tournament, you know, massive kind of, you know, bull, but can move like a move like a cat. He was, you know, great saying there's no limits to the X Division and that the X Division is for anybody and everybody and he was going to show why he was going to become the Super X Champion. I thought this was really strong again showing from both these guys on you know the pre-tape promos um this was a good match as well because again this was totally different from the blake christian casey navarro match it was totally different from the ace austin and the suicide match it had a totally different pace it was a lot slower um there was a lot more brawling on the outside um there was a really nasty looking um moment though where um cousin jake had got davari on the outside of the um apron and he ran down the entrance ramp and he sort of jumped up to do a crossbody but davari counted it and he and he um jumped out of the way and cousin jake sort of caught his throat and his neck right onto the turn onto the um ropes I should say sorry and that looked really scary thankfully he wasn't injured but the way his head rang rang back oh that was um 
yeah, that's a spot which, you know, takes a lot of uh, courage to be able to do. And, you know, fair, fair play to him for doing that because that, again, was a unique thing in this match. Um, and and I've never seen that before, so I thought that was really good. Um, you know, just great back and forth from both these guys. You know, there was a really awesome-looking deadlift powerbomb as well from Cousin Jake onto Davari, which looked great. They just were going at it the whole way. Davari got in a figure four leg lock at one point, so he was trying to, um, you know, tap out Cousin Jake. So he was going by different tactics. That didn't work. And then um, Davari sort of let himself slip, and then uh, Cousin Jake hit the black hole slam in the middle of the ring for the win. Great. Again, totally different. Fun stuff. Innovative stuff as well, like I've just said. And another match which, you know, left you wanting to see the rest of this tournament. There wasn't anything on the show where you were sort of, oh, you know, I really don't want to watch this match. This was another one where, you know, I want to see what's next. I want to see the next match in the tournament, you know, see who'll go through and face Cousin Jake. You know, it was great. You know, um, really, really fun. Um, so the next match was between um, Trey Lamar um, of GCW and um, Black Label Pro fame against Impact um, sort of original and star Crazy Steve. So um, Trey, Trey seemed a lot better in this promo than he had done um, in other promos I've seen him in in GCW. Um, I think he really, it really was the best performance I've seen of him, actually. And I think that's, you know, really good. Really good performance from Trey Lamar. I really enjoyed this. You know, um, I think the Crazy Steve dynamic really helped him. You know, it was definitely a lot more about, um, you know, character work, this one, and stalling. And again, it felt totally different than, um, you know, the match before. Um, it, it was definitely a lot more sort of, um, you know, gimmicky, but I liked that about this. Um, Trey was trying to work a lot more technical, but then he was getting freaked out by Crazy Steve. Um there was, you know, um, a lot of sort of stalling and a lot of traditional sort of, um, you know, uh, heel, you know, uh, sort of cockiness from Trey, which was then being, um, you know, sort of taken advantage of by Crazy Steve, you know, really, really good. You would call it chicken shit heel in the, uh, <laughs> to, to a swear, but yeah, it was kind of that kind of work, which I really liked. It was... Um, Fun as well to see Crazy Steve doing some innovative stuff. So we had a second rope slide, side Russian leg sweep, which looked awesome. Um, there was a submission that was then applied to tra um, to Trey from Crazy Steve, which was like an um, it was a bit like a sort of Rings of Saturn esque move, sort of like a um, a headlock neck lock, which looked awesome. Um, and then there was an awesome looking diving DDT, which then got the win for Crazy Steve. Great, you know, again, totally different than the matches before. Totally established who was who. Trailer Mile looked great. Crazy Steve looked awesome. This was a really strong opening match. All four were great. Cannot wait to get into the semi-finals. Brilliant. Um, and then from there, we got a promo from Moose. And in my notes, I put, uh, and then a slanting face. Yeah, Moose, I'm... A, I'll... I'll this I was not looking forward to listening to this, and I didn't enjoy listening to it. It was all to do with a message for Rich Swan and going in there with an angry moose, and I don't know. It, it just doesn't do it for me. The whole thing it just feels a bit. I get it, but to me it's just a bit hokey. Um, I don't know. It it just kind of you know isn't my taste to my taste at all. But you know it was what it was. He was sort of sending a message to Rich Swan tonight when he faces William Mack in the I Quit match. So you know he did what he needed to do. But the actual way he went around it, I don't know. It's not to my tastes. But we're all different. So 
following that, we then got into the semi-finals um, so of the Super X Cup. So the first semi-final was between Ace Austin with Madman Fulton against Cousin Luke. This was brilliant. It was, again, totally different styles, totally well-paced, brilliant wrestling throughout. The um, Fosbury flop, what Ace Austin hit in this match, was just picture-perfect. You know, it was beautiful. Um, massive drop kicks. We had a blue thunder driver, which got a close two count, which looked amazing. Um, there was a, a buckle bomb, which was um, which then was caught into a black hole slam, which then got a close two count for um, cousin Luke. So cousin Luke really took it to Ace Austin. You know, he really you know earned his stripes as a singles competitor after he'd been um, you know turned on by uh, Cody Dina. I thought it was great. And then um, once again, Ace Austin came along with his RKO-esque uh, neckbreaker move again. What I can't remember the name of running neckbreaker from um, from a springboard position, and then he got the win. This was great. This was just unbelievable. You know, this this was unbelievable stuff. Again, beautifully paced, great dynamics from both guys, great work from both guys. Loved it, absolutely loved it. Um, and then from there we got a promo between Rich Swan and Willie Mack in the back about his match against um, Moose later in the night, um, saying that it was going to kind of be an uphill struggle, but he was going to do it for um, for his friend Rich Swan was Willie Mack. Um, yeah, this was good, you know, but it didn't really, you know, it, it didn't really do anything other than you know fill a little bit of time between the semi-finals. Um, but it was still good, you know. You got to see um, what was in store for you know Willie Mack and things. And then from there we. Then got into the next semi-final, which was between Crazy Steve and uh, Blake Christian. This was again unbelievable stuff. Blake Christian, you know, if you haven't already signed him, Impact, sign him to a contract. This was probably the best performance I've seen with Blake Christian, and by that I mean as with Trailer Mar in terms of character work and the fact that he, um, you know, was able to wrestle this match but then was able to do a lot of other stuff. So there was some great selling from him, for example. There was some great um, working more with the facial expressions and more with the um, you know, the actual performance and the psychology. It just really worked well in this match. Um, I thought that the start out as well with the kip-ups and the, um, the sort of kick to the outside the ring was brilliant. I thought that the... Um, there was a beautiful head scissors from both guys and Crazy Steve worked so hard in this match. There was a great standing splash as well, which got a close two count. So Crazy Steve got a great tarantula-esque um, neck, um, neck rope um, guillotine on with his legs onto Blake Christian, which looked brilliant. And then what actually won the match, which I thought looked incredible, was that, um, and it wasn't actually what I was expecting to be the finish, which made it even more exciting, was that Blake Christian um, had got Crazy Steve on the ropes, uh, on the top rope, and he was kind of hanging over the rope into the ring, and then Blake went to the outside and he landed a springboard 450 splash onto um, Crazy Steve's back, which then was quickly followed by a pin, which got the win, and I thought it was such an awesome and out-of-the-blue finish for this match, which I didn't know which way it was going to go, and also the finish itself was totally out-of-the-blue and unique. I thought it was, you know, again, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. You know, we had 
split-legged moonsaults, which didn't get the win. We had, you know, high-flying moves that didn't get the win. But then it was this 450 springboard splash, which in a lot of other matches wouldn't get the win. But it came in this match and it worked. And I thought it was brilliant. Again, sign Blake Christian impact. You know, this guy's the future of wrestling. He really is. If you don't know that now, and if no one knows listening to this podcast, then, you know, you really need to watch this guy because he's just the future. Um, again, fantastic. And then that leads into um, the finals, which I will be mentioning later on between um, Ace Austin and Blake Christian. Um, so just before the um, the finals, we got a match between the knockouts. Um, so former tag team partners um, in the knockouts um, tag team uh, tournament of Jazz and Jordan Grace. So Jazz delivered a promo before, um, before she entered the ring, which was great. I really love... Jazz's um, mask and robe sort of um, entrance attire. I think that looks brilliant. Um, great respect from each other as well. They both, um, Jordan and uh, Jazz, you know, um, fist, uh, not fist bumped, sorry, they uh, bumped elbows, you know, due to COVID, which I thought was great. And this was just an absolute war. I actually think this might have been my favourite match of the night, and that's going some. I thought this was unbelievable. I thought the suplexes were on point. I thought that, you know, the work with the, the kicks and the slingshots and the slams and just everything about this was beautifully paced once again. You know, the um, th this was just excellent wrestling. You know, excellent women's, men's, professional wrestling. It just was a great technical encounter they took each other to the limit, hard-hitting, exciting, um, you know, just all over. You know, we had submissions. We had a great STF from Jazz on to Jordan Grace, which almost got the win. There was a half-Nelson driver from um, Jazz as well preceding the STF, where she actually lifted up Jordan onto her chest with her arms and then slammed her down onto the floor, onto the mat, sorry, which looked amazing. To say that Jazz has been wrestling so long, she's this is probably the best I've seen her. You know, I think this was awesome, this match. And then Jordan, actually, what was interesting was the win came from a roll-up. So there was kind of like a pinning battle going on between them. And then it rolled into an um into a um a roll-up from Jordan Grace, which then um sort of looked like she was going for the tights in a strange way. So a bit of a heelish move, but it wasn't. And then Jazz got the um sorry, Jordan got the win and then Jazz showed the respect to Jordan as Jordan showed it to Jazz at the beginning of the match. So phenomenal, phenomenal match. One of the best matches um of this show by far, probably the best wrestling match of the show by far in terms of pure wrestling. And without doubt, one of the best women's matches I've seen of 2021. You know, definitely watch this one. You know, if you get, you know, if there's a reason as to want to why to watch the show, this is as good enough a reason as the rest of this tournament. I tell you, the Super X Cup, like that was just something else. Um, and then we come into the main, uh, sorry, the the um, final, sorry, of the Super X Cup, not the main event, sorry, the finals of the Super X Cup. So that's between Blake Christian and Ace Austin. And Ace actually asked Manman Fulton, who'd um, followed him out to the ring in the previous matches, to stay um, in the back for this one because he was going to do it on his own, which I thought was really cool. Um, again, th this was, if you looked at the buzz on Twitter over this thing, this was just unbelievable. You know, this was probably one of the best matches I've seen so far this year. And that's going some, you know, I've watched Wrestle Kingdom, I've watched, you know, AEW, but I thought this was great. I thought this was such an awesome, awesome match. 
the way this match was layered as well with the previous matches the two had had in the tournament I thought was awesome um, I thought it was really really clever um, the psychology was just phenomenal um, there was a running cannonball over the steps which was innovative there was a beautiful assay in moonsault which was missed by Blake Christian which Ace Austin then took the advantage um, there was a springboard 450 once again from Christian which got a two count there was um, another 450 which got a close two count there was a half leg Boston Crab from Ace Austin onto Blake Christian which was vicious he got a really lot of um, talk on that there was a standing Spanish fly which was um, followed by a, um, a, a Sasuke special um, which he'd done before Blake Christian into a neck breaker on the ramp which looked crazy. I thought it looked awesome. And then what was awesome was we actually had a, much like the previous match, we actually had a pinning battle between the two. So it was non-stop pins, non-stop pins, non-stop two counts, trying to get the advantage. And then um, Ace Austin got a um got a fold out of nowhere and he um he won it was just phenomenal you know he he just got the win it was amazing um where he got his his neck breaker i put, i put down in my notes it was a fold but i meant by that the neck breaker he won with the previous matches he got it again and got the win phenomenal absolutely phenomenal brilliant end to this tournament it was a short tournament, but everything had time. Everyone got a chance to shine. Everything was paced beautifully. It worked. And this is how you do a good wrestling tournament. Anyone who wants to do a good wrestling tournament in one night, definitely watch this show. This is how you do it. Several stars made in this show who I hope get signed to Impact at some point. Haven't anything negative to say about it. I think the whole thing from start to finish was booked beautifully. And I think the whole thing just worked on every level in that it was full of variety full of fun and just every match was phenomenal awesome really recommend that you check out this whole thing um but that's not all because then we got the main event which was between moose and willie mack in an i quit match so yeah so um if you listen to my recent gcw review of um good riddance there was a i quit match on that show between uh, g raver and jimmy rave where i was particularly critical of it due to how long it went on and the psychology involved in it and just the the whole vibe of it didn't work for me this match was the opposite i thought this match was absolutely unbelievable I thought this match was one of the best hardcore matches I have seen in a long, long time. And probably the best I quit match I've seen in a long time as well. I, this was amazing. You know, the amount of punishment these two men gave one another was unbelievably crazy. You know, the 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 fact that this match was all about moose delivering punishment but then willie wasn't going to give up and then willie was delivering the punishment to moose i thought really worked well and the fact that neither of them were going to say i quit was just amazing it just it just really really worked so well and you know there was weapon shots in it you know there was um there was an absolutely insane moment where um what happened is that um Moose had landed, had got an, um, a table on the outside and um, he was throwing, Moose was through a chair at, um, at Willie Mack who was on top of the uh, turnbuckle and then um, he 
so I thought at first what was going to happen was that Willie Mack was going to just be thrown off the um, turnbuckle onto the um, onto the table onto the floor, but no. What happened is is Moose actually was on the outside of the ring on the apron, and he caught Willie Mack's neck, and then he landed his go to hell choke bomb from the top rope through the table to the floor, which oh my god. That was just one of the craziest spots I think I've ever seen. It, it, it Words can't do justice to how I jumped up when I saw that and screamed at how beautifully and how scary that looked. It was insane. The way they sold this thing as well was like they were both going to, you know, and on commentary as well, I need to say that the commentary for this match, especially between uh, Josh Matthews and Madison Rain, was just f- on point. It was amazing really establishing how severe that maneuver was and you know we then they then carried on we got um Uranogis from Moose throwing down Willie Mack we got a superplex from Willie Mack to Moose on a layer of chairs um in the ring which you know looked nasty as well and the noise because it was an empty arena oh it was horrible like you could just hear the impact it was crazy and then you know, they went to the outside and Willie um, went after Moose, but Moose got his belt, his TNA Heavyweight Championship belt, and landed Willie Mack in the face with it. And then what happened is is that um, Willie was knocked out and Moose threw him into the ring, and then Moose put the one of the chairs around Willie's neck to, um, to then land a nasty-looking concerto to try and, you know, end Willie Mack's career, not just say, I quit. So at which point Rich Swan rang out to the ring and was saying, you know, it's gone too far, you've done too much, you can't do this, it's too far, it's too much, stop. And, you know, he then said, I'll give you a shot at my title, Moose, just don't do it, don't do it. And then Moose said, you know, I quit because he got what he wanted, which was a shot at Rich Swan's um, Impact Wrestling Championship. So Willie Mack won the match, but didn't actually say, make Moose say I quit. It was Moose's decision to say I quit because he got what he want, wanted all along, which I thought was absolutely unbelievable booking. So clever, so layered. So I, I thought this match really, since the whole Moose change of character, this was definitely the best I've seen of him. This really, really worked. And Willie Mack just took so much punishment he worked so hard as he always does it worked amazingly and the relationship with which swan it just came to a head here and it all made sense and i thought as an actual story in terms of psychology i thought it was you know faultless i can't follow it i thought it was beautifully beautifully wrestled and beautifully um told a beautiful story to end this match and the show you know which all the way through uh, I kept saying it, but pacing and storylines and psychology, it was all here in the show in one go. It was a blast to sit through. Nothing, this was probably one of the best Impact specials, if not one of the best Impact shows I've watched in a long time. And there's nothing I don't recommend. I recommend the whole show. I think the whole thing was worth watching. And I actually recommend that you all go out and watch it as soon as possible because, you know, this is as good as it gets, I believe. Um, and Hard to Kill's got a hard hack to follow, being able to follow this show, because this show was brilliant. Um, two thumbs up, two hands up, you know, five stars, whatever you want to say, it was amazing. Genesis, brilliant show from top to bottom, definitely check it out. 
Um, and thank you once again, Fight, for allowing me the opportunity to watch it and to be able to review it for everybody because, you know, it was definitely probably the funnest show I've watched from Impact since I've been doing Impact reviews by, you know, since last year. So definitely go out and check it out, everybody. Um, so thank you for listening. And just to finish off, um, you can find BBG Wrestling um, on Twitter at BBG Wrestling and you can find us on our website at www.bbgwrestling.com. So that does it for me, Stephen Jackson, a.k.a. DJ215, with another Impact Wrestling uh, review. Um, next time, it will probably be Hard to Kill next week, so look forward to that one. And I'll see you all again soon, so thank you for listening, everybody. See you later.